Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of Muses and Makers, it is a love letter to Boris Pasternak and Olga Invinskaya, the author of Dr. Zhivago and his real-life love who inspired the character Laura. Their story is a harrowing one that left the world with a timeless piece of literature that is still loved today. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Boris Pasternak and Olga Vinskaya, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dear Boris Pasternak and the real-life Laura from Dr. Zhivago, Olga Invinskaya, when Dr. Zhivago was finished in 1956, Soviet authorities refused to publish it. It was considered a dangerous book because it so eloquently portrayed the struggles and violence of the Russian Revolution. Lucky for the world, this literary masterpiece was not lost. When Western intelligence agencies, including the CIA, learned of and read it, they realized how valuable it could be when used to shed light on their common enemy. And they were right. The novel became a powerful propaganda tool. Boris Pasternak, you were already famous in the Soviet Union before Dr. Zhivago was written. You were considered one of the greatest Russian poets of all time. After some of the atrocities of the Soviet Revolution and the Great Terror, you understandably became disillusioned with the communist government that was controlling your country. When you started writing Dr. Zhivago in 1945, it was not your intention for the book to be a political commentary. But over the 10 years it took you to complete, it became obvious that the book clearly described the oppression and adversities of the revolution. Because Russian literature was expected to celebrate the revolution, when the Soviet literary officers came to read Dr. Zhivago to determine if it was appropriate to be published, they strongly criticized the novel and the message that it sent. British and American intelligence realized what they needed to do. Not only were they going to publish Dr. Zhivago, but they were also going to smuggle it back into the Soviet Union so they could get it in the hands of the Soviet citizens. But they would have to get you to participate in their operation. 
when you were reminded that you were risking your life to cooperate with British and American intelligence to secretly publish the book, you didn't hesitate and said, I wrote the novel to be published and read. That remains my only wish. You even refused to have it published under a different name. The story of how your beloved novel was published and illegally distributed through the Soviet Union is fascinating and must be told. But in this love letter, we want to focus on the inspiration for the book, the muse for the character of Laura. After all, Dr. Zhivago is an epic love story in addition to its historic significance. You based the character of Laura on your real-life mistress, Olga Ivanskaya, a woman you loved until your death in May of 1960. It was a complicated relationship, because although the two of you were clearly in love, your wife refused to divorce you. This left Olga vulnerable and would prove to have dire consequences. You met in 1946 at the office of a Soviet literary journal. Olga, you worked there as an editorial assistant and were a twice-widowed 34-year-old with two children and described as a tired beauty from the difficult life you had already led at your young age. Boris, you were 56 years old and a celebrated poet. You were in an unhappy second marriage. Your parents and sisters had left Russia in 1921, but you refused to leave and live in another country as an exile. Although this loyalty to your country would prove to be a mistake, prior to Dr. Zhivago, it enhanced your reputation and made you even more of a national hero. Olga, your relationship with Pasternak has now become fully known due to a series of love letters and poems that were found after your death. Realizing that you and Pasternak could not be together officially, you became his secretary and actually typed the manuscript of Dr. Zhivago for him. But the real-life story of your love affair is just as tragic as the book. You paid a very high price for your love affair with Boris. Being the mistress and muse to the author of a book that infuriated the Soviet authorities made you, as one historian wrote, a pawn in a highly political game. Boris, when you won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1958, the book was still banned in the Soviet Union, and you were forced by the government to refuse the honor. This did not stop the Soviet authorities from punishing you anyway. Because you were such a famous and revered figure, they did this by focusing their punishment on Olga and her daughter Irina. Olga, you were tortured and imprisoned in the Gulag prison camp system twice. Knowing that you were Pasternak's true passion and love, the Soviet authorities were confident sending you to the Gulag was worse for him than if he had been sent himself. Your daughter Irina, who was depicted in Dr. Zhivago as Laura's daughter, was also sent to a labor camp with you. Your first sentence of five years in the Gulag was an attempt to get Pasternak to stop any writings that were seen as critical of the Soviet regime. To make this situation even more tragic, you were pregnant with Pasternak's baby at the time of your arrest, but miscarried. Even when not imprisoned, you were tormented by the Soviet authorities and struggled even to buy food at times. Boris, you recognized what Olga suffered on your account, and in a 1958 letter to a friend you wrote, she was put in jail on my account as the person considered by the secret police to be closest to me. 
and they hoped that by means of a grueling interrogation and threats, they could extract enough evidence from her to put me on trial. I owe my life and the fact that they did not touch me in those years to her heroism and endurance. Olga, your story was told in the book Persecution by Peter Benison in 1961. In the book, he gives accounts of nine prisoners of conscience. Benison praised you for refusing to cooperate with authorities and for your willingness to suffer on behalf of Pasternak. You and the other stories in this book helped to launch Amnesty International, which fights to protect human rights. Olga, you were still in prison when the movie adaptation of Dr. Zhivago was released in 1965. It would go on to win five Academy Awards and five Golden Globes. However, you were unable to see the film until 1991 when it was finally shown in Russia. Boris, your grandniece, Anna Pasternak, wrote Laura, the untold love story and inspiration for Dr. Zhivago, in 2017. The book is summarized as the heartbreaking story of the love affair between Boris Pasternak, the author of Dr. Zhivago, and Olga Ivanskaya, the true tragedy behind the timeless classic and a harrowing look at how the Russian government has treated dissidents. In the book, Anna tries to set the record straight and clear up misinformation that has been accepted as truth since the publication of Dr. Zhivago. She is sympathetic about Olga's role in your life and the price she paid for it. Anna writes, Both Olga and her daughter Irina have received a bad rap from my family. She goes on to write that relatives and biographers have regularly belittled and dismissed Olga as a temptress and as a woman on the make. The reason for this is simple, because recognizing Olga's real position in his life, admitting that Pasternak was devoted to Olga, would mean acknowledging his mortal fallibility. Boris Pasternak You died of a heart attack on May the 30th, 1960, after a long battle with lung cancer. Soviet authorities did not publicize your death because after the secret publication of Dr. Zhivago, the Kremlin banned the mention of your name in all press. However, when the word got out, as many as a thousand people risked violence and even their lives to attend your funeral. It was a rare example of protest against the Soviet regime at that time. Many KGB agents attended your funeral as well, shamelessly taking pictures of the people who were there to honor you. After your coffin was lowered, the people refused to leave. They stayed and read your poetry. It was a profound statement for these people to make and took great courage to be there. In 1964, Nikita Khrushchev was ousted from power. He recorded in his audio diary memoirs that he had remorse about the way he had treated you. He said, Now that I am approaching the end of my life, I feel sorry that I didn't support Pasternak. I regret that I had a hand in banning his book and that I supported the hardliners. We should have given the readers the opportunity to reach their own verdict. I am truly sorry for the way I behaved towards Pasternak. My only excuse is that I did not read the book. In 1988, three years before the collapse of the USSR, Dr. Zhivago was published in the Soviet Union for the first time. In 1989, 
Your son, Boris, accepted your Nobel Prize for Literature on your behalf. Olga, you were arrested for the second time shortly after Boris's death. They accused you of being the link to Western publishers. This time you were released after serving four years of an eight-year sentence. Your memoir, A Captive of Time, was published in 1978. Pasternak biographer Ronald Hingley said of you, Olga, in 1983, No one can deny that Ivanskaya was the only great love of Pasternak's last years, or that she helped him to inspire his poems, or that her comments on him and his work are of enormous value. It must also be remembered that she suffered appallingly. Olga, you passed away of cancer in Moscow in 1995. In 2003, Dr. Zhivago was made part of the main Russian school curriculum and remains so today. Here's to you, Boris Pasternak and Olga Ivanskaya, the muse and maker of the literary masterpiece, Dr. Zhivago. Your epic romance novel, set amidst the brutality of the Russian Revolution, captured the world's attention. Your personal story behind the novel is just as captivating and tragic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Love Letters 2 and our love letter to Boris Pasternak and Olga Ivanskaya. Until we meet again tomorrow, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.